This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Freefall Q&A. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Hallowell and Chris Field, the Church Boys. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. I hate these guys. Well, I am here today with Chris Field, and we have an exciting interview for you guys. We are talking today with Luke Zamperini. He is the son of Louis Zamperini, uh, the subject of really just a a fascinating film, um, Unbroken, that came out a few months ago, and it's heading to DVD and Blu-ray in the coming days here. And just want to welcome you to the show today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Luke, Luke, it's Chris Field here, and we're super stoked to have you, and, and we got to say, you are our first ever special edition, exclusive interview of the Church Boys podcast, so don't you feel honored? I do indeed, That's thank good. you. That's good, well, hey, Billy, we can go ahead and continue with this interview then, because he's, <laughs> he's, he's appropriately proud of himself. Now that we know, now that we know you're honored, we can continue. Well, listen, I mean, there's so much that I want to ask about your father, about Unbroken, about working with Angelina Jolie. Uh, she was the director of that film. For those of you who don't know it, um, I guess you know, just sort of jumping into the mix, I, I think one of the more interesting pieces. Um, has been the discussion of faith, obviously your father's faith, um, being a very strong Christian and, you know, looking at how the DVD is being distributed and how there's this special edition of the DVD of Unbroken that actually has a 90 minute, um, sort of documentary type style footage called Legacy of Faith, you know, going through your father's faith, his Christian beliefs. Um, what? How did that come about? Because I know, and we'll get into this after, but there was some controversy, some people saying, oh, the film doesn't have enough of um, Louis Zamperini's faith in it. How did that special edition come about? Well, first of all, you know, a motion picture is about, it's a, what, a three-act play that's told in the course of two hours and a few minutes. Uh, and my father's life was a six-act play, and the challenge has always been, how are we going to get this man's story onto the big screen? Uh, you know, as you may be aware, uh, he sold his uh, uh, story to Universal in 1957, and it took him 57 years to figure that out. Uh, so so, uh, so when we met with Angelina, it, what was very important wow. for my father and, and the family was that we not lose sight of his faith in the telling of the story, because obviously they couldn't make a five-hour movie to cover everything. Right. Uh, so you, as you recall, on uh, in, during the ordeal at sea, during the big storm, uh, he... Uh, he prays to to the Lord to, that if he saves him to this ordeal, that he'll seek him and serve him the rest of his life. And then that's you you see at the end of the film with the, the tiles that come up that he did make good on that promise eventually. So you know she was faithful to keep that thread of faith alive there, um, even though the the um, 
the post more post traumatic stress disorder and the Billy Graham tent meeting uh, was not dramatized. Uh, it, you know, it was it was there. Uh, you know, the whole aspect of faith and forgiveness was still telegraphed to the end of the film. So, you know, how do you? And I guess we'll go there a little sooner then, because I, I wanted to talk, talk a little bit more about the um, legacy of faith, and we can do that. But you know, how did you feel? How did the family feel about some of those responses? Because it really started back in September with Greg Laurie. Um, who who came out saying he was disappointed, and this is before the film was even out there, and that there wasn't as much of that. What was the family's reaction to some of that critique sort of out there in the media at the time? Well, you know, at the time, of course, we were still reeling from the death of our great patriarch, and uh, so we kind of had to take everything in, in stride, uh, you know, in, in light of that. Um, it was... Uh, a little disappointing, but not really unexpected, uh, because the, the the faith and forgiveness aspect of the film was so subtle. And of course, uh, Pastor Laurie had actually not seen the film, and he was um, he was reacting from uh, a newspaper article some months earlier where Angelina had stated that she's ending the the, the story at the end of the war. So the the natural assumption was, well, they completely left out his his Christian faith. And uh, so we, having seen the, the finished product a couple of times, I thought, well, that's not really accurate. It may have not dramatized him coming to faith, but his faith was demonstrated in the film and, and, and alluded to at the end, at least. And when you say a little bit disappointed, do you mean more with sort of the critique of it or more that there wasn't more faith in the film? Well, you know, a, a little bit of both. I mean, we would have liked to have seen, you know, I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen a, you know, a, an epic film with an intermission and, you know, but people just won't sit in the movie theater that long uh, these days. And I was a little disappointed with the critique, uh, but uh, like I said, it wasn't unexpected. And I would have loved to have uh, been able to talk to uh, Pastor Laurie before he went public with that. Uh, and to tell him what you know, what uh, what was actually in the film. Yeah, and you know, I guess one of the other questions. It was sort of interesting, and I guess first a proclamation before a question. I thought it was sort of fascinating to, to see Angelina Jolie talking about you know faith a little bit, sort of in in how the filming process went. And there was a moment where she prayed on set, and I remember we did a story on that. And um, I think she was praying for good weather because it was raining and, and they were having a hard time getting one of the shots. Um, and it was just sort of interesting to see another side of her as a director. And you really only see her as an actress. And then you watch the film and it really is a well-made film. What was it like for you? And I don't know the extent. I imagine there was um, some obvious back and forth with her and working with her team. What was that process like for you and your family? Well, it was, uh, it was, uh, first of all, let me just say that she's really a wonderful person. And, uh, she was so, so much in love with my dad and, and, and the, uh, and in love with the idea of telling his story that it was, it became a, a work of, of love for her to do. And we were all very enthusiastic about it. And so, you know, first of all, I just want to say that the family's, position from the very beginning is that we will have the kind of film that the Lord wants because God is bigger than Hollywood, he's bigger than Universal Pictures, and he's even bigger than Angelina. 
And so we feel that we, we got what we prayed for. And, and I can qualify that by saying my dad's style of sharing his faith or evangelism was always very subtle. He was never one of these people that wanted to grab you by the scruff of the neck and say, you know, what have you thought about Jesus? He was someone who just wanted to engage in conversation, tell what happened to himself, tell his story, and have your interest peaked enough to want to go further. And, uh, you know, we think that, that this is what the film has done. As a matter of fact, you know, the day that he died, I expressed my disappointment to, to Angelina that he didn't get a chance to see the film. And she said, oh, yes, he did. And, and she had gone to the hospital one night before he actually went into intensive care and brought her laptop and sat on his bed with him and showed it to him. And, uh, you know, judging from how she described the encounter, I knew that he had uh, really approved of the way it was. Now, Luke, Chris Field here, and uh, um, I wanted to ask you one um, just kind of silly, kind of crass question, and then one a little more uh, in-depth. And the first is, is your family at all bummed that your dad sold sold the rights to his story clear back in 1957 versus selling it now when... It seems to me like that would have been a huge moneymaker for you, for the family. I mean, that's my crass, my crass question. My other question, and more importantly, is I love the stories that I've heard about Angelina Jolie, both the one Billy mentioned about the prayer time uh, and, and the, with the weather and the filming, and then also the story of her getting to uh, share the movie with your, with your father. Are there more faith stories like that that we've not heard about? Are there some behind-the-scenes stuff you can tell us that maybe people don't know about? Well, uh, let me address the first question first. Uh, and, uh, you know, he sold uh, the rights of the film in 1957, and that he was able to buy a home and, uh, you know, and uh, with that money. And, you know, I believe that things happen for a purpose, and they happen at the right moment in time, because I think that, that, that you know, God is in control and things happen by a divinely appointed timetable. So uh, there's no sour grapes there that he sold his rights in 1957. I just, growing up, I could never figure out why they hadn't made the film, uh, but, you know, it's, apparently it, it could not be made until the right filmmaker was ready to make it, and that ended up being Angelina some 57 years later. Uh, so... Um, uh, you know, yes, I think all my, my friends and associates uh, think that I, I must be a millionaire now because they made a film about my dad, but it didn't quite work out that way. Uh, the, the studio, however, was, was, very, uh, was, was very cognizant of the fact that uh, here was this uh, you know, very old man uh, that they were going to tell the story of. So they, they actually hired my dad as a technical consultant and paid him, uh, you know, paid him well on that. So oh, that's awesome. we're not disappointed. Oh, that's great. Good, good, good. Yeah. Now the other side, the other question I had was the, um, the faith aspect behind the scenes, like behind the scenes stories. I, again, I love those two stories that we've heard about Angelina Jolie. Are there, are there other things you can share with us? Were you on set? Did you get to have some access? Um, actually, uh, uh, we were not on set. The, the, as you may recall, the film was shot in Australia and that's kind of a long journey to go. So my, my dad really couldn't have made that trip. And, uh, you know, and I didn't want to fly down there and just be in the way just to watch them make the film. Uh, you know, we just had great faith that, that Angelina was going to do the very best she could. So 
I wasn't there to see a lot of this stuff, but she did when when she came back from Australia. She she communicated these stories to us about uh, uh, you know what was uh, just seemed like the miraculous uh, occurrences to her. For one, she said that the stunt crew never could duplicate uh, this this you know the the feat of having your raft shot full of holes and sharks trying to jump in and get you and still be able to repair the raft. So the stunt guys kept falling in the water and wow. uh, you know it, it, they would of course be shark baited in, in the real yeah. world and so she realized the miraculous nature of what uh, my father went through and uh, so and, and the story you heard about her praying for good weather she told me that personally and then she showed me the double rainbow that she took uh, a picture of it, it, it said that no sooner did she get off her knees that the sky just opened up this big double rainbow and that, you know, it seemed like just moments after she said that's a wrap, that the, the storm clouds came back in and started raining again. So there, I think that she was aware there's, there, there's more to this than just the telling of someone's story, that there's some kind of uh, a higher power that's, uh, that's involved in this. Well, yeah, and, and that's quite a testament, I mean, to, to Angelina Jolie's character, that uh, we, uh, let me preface that with, we have a lot of... Um, often, I think, mis- misconceptions about who people in Hollywood are, what they're like, what they believe, how they act, how they treat people. And there's been a lot of different stories about Angelina Jolie over the years about what kind of person she is or whatever. It doesn't Those things don't matter right now. But the fact that your family would say, you know what, we're comfortable with you just telling the story. We don't feel like we have to be on set. We don't feel like we have to be there. And that really says some a lot about um, the the faith that you guys had in her and the fact that you understood the impact that your father's story had had on Angelina Jolie, that you you knew enough, you trusted her enough, and truly understood, truly understood um, that she had been changed and impacted by your father's story. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, first of all, we, we didn't have any any real say-so in anything. We, we you know, did, 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 we, we didn't have any ability to, to contest or... Uh, or change anything, but she was very, very concerned that we were approving of what she was doing, so she would discuss things with us, and we, that's why we had so much faith and confidence in her. That's great. And, you know, although, uh, you know, the the film seemed to have been snubbed in the in the, the Oscar season, I, I think that the that the film will still have an impact on people for generations to come as they tune into how subtly beautiful uh, this thing was, and and how it subtly tells this amazing story. Well, that's that's fantastic. And I know that y'all are all about, you know, what happens, happens, that the God's in control, that he lets things happen in the way that they should happen among the people who are faithful, and I, and I totally agree, agree with that and believe in that. That said, there's always things in our own lives where we look back and say, I wish that I had done this, or I wish I had added this, or I wish I had said that because it would have been even more affirming. Is there anything that you, any regret, regrets that you or the family have about the film whether it's the process or the final product, there's anything that you'd go back and say, you know what, I wish we would have added this, or I wish we would have said that or changed this aspect. Is there anything uh, like that for you guys? Well, you know, of course we would have loved to have dramatized his uh, post-war experience and, and, uh, and conversion experience, but I don't think that there, you know, there would have been enough time to do it any justice. So sure. I think that it turned out the way it turned out, and that's the way it needed to turn out. 
Um, and uh, you know, who knows? We may we may uh, you know get a sequel for his and explore his his post-traumatic stress disorder and conversion experience, or some years down the line, someone may want to do a uh, a you know a multi-part series for television or something. But sure. uh, uh, it's we, funny we you really have no regrets. It's funny you say that because I uh, I had been saying at the time, and and I talked to some critics about it. Um, and before I saw the film, I thought, well, gosh, is you know is Greg Laurie right? Is there something to this? Are they purposely stripping Faith out? And then after I saw it, I had a totally different view on. I, I agree with you. I thought Faith was dealt with in the film appropriately for the timeline that was handled. And I felt like leaving the movie that it's almost a second movie. I mean, you mentioned a sequel. It, you almost need another movie to tackle those other themes, which are really important. But And you said before it was almost like six different acts that your father had. Um, now, has there been any talk of anything like that? Were, you know, doing a, a follow-up movie, or is that more of just a theoretical idea at this point? Well, uh, you know, we we are open to the idea, and indeed, our uh, the producer of the film, Matt, Matt Bear, is actually looking into that now. What the possibilities might be, uh, and because uh, it really is. I mean, we if if we tried to to tell that story in fifteen minutes, uh, additional filming time, it just wouldn't have come off. So it really. Uh, it, it really should be, uh, you know, another feature to explore that that part of the man's life. So, uh, yeah, there's 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 a possibility that it may happen. Now, Luke, Luke, uh, you said something earlier, and you just said it again, and I think that's spot on. It's something I hadn't heard of, heard or, or I hadn't thought of, uh, at least I hadn't totally processed. When I've had, you know, friends, both I told Billy, I had I had friends who are Christian and non-Christian, both disappointed that it didn't go more into the faith thing and and you're absolutely right though and I, and I, this is the response i should have had it's like you can't give it we've been able to do justice on it like my my conversion experience knowing jesus christ is way more than just a 15 snippet of 15 minute snippet of a movie and you know the same people who were complaining about there being not enough faith would say then that you didn't do justice for the about you know his conversion experience if you had included it so i you know what i you you got me convinced that you guys did the right thing, and and not that you need my my accolades or my praise or my <laughs> affirmation. I'm just I'm just a dope with a microphone, but uh, but I I I I totally get it now. I mean, there was I was getting it, but you just the way you encapsulate it is just absolutely spot on. The the whole Jesus thing in all of our lives is more than just a little Jesus thing. Yeah, well, yeah and it's, it's you know. It's I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just saying it, it is more than just a, a moment in time, you know. When you, you think about your own, uh, you know, uh, conversion and relationship with Christ, it's an ongoing thing. It, it's take, it took a long time to get there, and, uh, you know, uh, so it, it takes, it, it deserves having a little more time to explore just how that comes about, I, I think. Yeah, and it's you know it's interesting to me looking at I mean this comes at a time we, we're sort of following up the year of the Bible when all these faith films came out last year and then in 2014 I guess 2013 was the year of the Bible in 2014 this movie among many others out in theaters and and then you look at the DVD and this sort of circles back to the first question I asked you which was this legacy of faith the the extra hour and a half of footage that some versions there's I guess there's a special edition of the movie of the DVD that will include legacy of faith. Um, and it's interesting to me that Hollywood seems more open than ever right now to sort of exploring some of these themes of faith and that 
you know, the studio has actually agreed to put out um, in that special edition that hour and a half documentary of footage that covers some of what wasn't in the film. Billy Graham and, and you know, all these other elements of your father's life that we didn't see in the movie, they can see with that documentary. Were you surprised that the studio agreed to do that, to put out that special edition? Um, I'm uh, extremely pleased that they've done it. And uh, no, not, not really surprised because we had been talking with the studio from the, from the very beginning and they had expressed to me uh, a willingness to, to have me be a spokesman to uh, the faith-based uh, community, and I thought that was you know, that was a fabulous idea, and I've agreed to do it, and that's why we're we're talking now. So, um, I, I also know that that to to have met Louis Zamperini and to have heard his story, it, it's it changes people's lives. It may not change your life immediately, but it can change your life down the road. I I'd taken my father at one of his many speaking engagements, and this one happened to have been on a cruise ship. Uh, going to uh, Acapulco and back to Los Angeles, and, uh, and you know, just a few years ago, and you know, when we got to the question and answer part of his presentation, uh, this one guy about 65 years old stood up and said, "Well, Mr. Zamperini, uh, I don't know if you'll remember me, but I was in your Victory Boys Camp program in 1957." And the things that you told me, although they didn't change my life at the moment, I remembered them. And, I, I, and it was some years later that I came to faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm now a, a successful businessman and a, and a happily married man with a great family. And I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to, to invest in me when I was a juvenile delinquent. And, of course, this was music to my dad's ears to hear this decades later. And... No sooner does he sit down, another guy pops up and says, well, Mr. Zamperini, I was in your program in 1961 and had a similar thing to tell. So, so to, have, to be exposed to him, to be exposed to his story, it, it does change lives. And, and not in just those two examples I gave, but we get letters and phone calls all the time from people saying that, you know, uh, I, I wanted to end my life, but if your dad can go through 47 days in life raft, I can finish my kidney dialysis. Or another uh, call that says, uh, you know, wow, it's just so incredible that your father could have forgiven his Japanese prison guards for what they did to him. So if he can do that, I'm, I can forgive my brother who I haven't spoken to in 25 years. As a matter of fact, when I get off the phone, I'm going to call him up and, and bury the hatchet. I mean, this, it's a, it's a life-changing story. It really is. You know, I've, I think about your father's life, and, and I've read a lot of the stuff about him outside of this movie and his conversion and the, the speaking that he did around and, and that he, he shared with boys and with men and, and just the, the lives that he changed. He changes people's lives for a reason. What is, if there was a one or two things that you could ask, tell people, I want you to take this from my father's story, what would it be? Well, it's, there's just so many aspects to to, set, to to talk about. You know, one is, you know, don't give up. Don't give in, which, by the way, is the name of his last book that he wrote just before he died. Um, and there is a reason for everything, and that you can you can get through anything that you have to go through. Uh, the, the, the most important legacy, I think, for my, my father is that, you know, what happened to him was miraculous and ended up in the, the greatest miracle of all, 
Louise Amprini being forgiven by God for his own sins. And uh, so, you know, the telling of my dad's story, it, it's not like, you know, you need to quote this scripture or quote that scripture. He, we just tell the story about what happened to this guy and, and, and how uh, his life ended up. For example, I'll just, I'll just tell you that, that, you know, when, when he uh, met the bird who was the most, you know, uh, uh, horrendous of the Japanese prison guards, the beating started immediately, and so did the the nightmares my father had about this man that that, that he brought back with him uh, after the war. So, you know, up until the day he walked into that Billy Graham tent meeting in 1949, he had these recurring nightmares of being beaten by the, the bird and then uh, grabbing the bird by the throat and trying to choke the life out of him. Mm. Um, and... You know, amazingly, when when my mother was finally able to convince him to go see Billy Graham, uh, and he, you know, suddenly realized that you know he'd made these promises to God that if he would get him home alive from the the war, that he would seek him and serve him. And here it was you know four years after the war, and you know obviously God had taken care of his part of the bargain, but Louis Zamperini hadn't. So he felt like a heel, and then. Uh, when it got to the point in, in Reverend Graham's sermon where he said, you know, something to the effect that, you know, when you get to the end of your rope and you have no place else to turn, that's when you turn to God. And so he had remembered that, and then he just went uh, down to the stage and uh, and found a counselor and got on his knees. And he told me that when he got up off of his knees, he knew that he was done getting drunk and that he was done fighting that he'd forgiven all of his prison guards, including the bird. And he went home that night, and it was the first night in almost five years that he did not have that recurring nightmare, and he never had again the rest of his life. Wow. And it's just, just telling that story is, makes people think, and it's because it's true. It's what happened to him. That's his amazing. post-traumatic stress disorder was gone in an instant. It's amazing what what a burden can be lifted off our off our own shoulders when we learn how to forgive, right? I mean, that that's... Absolutely. Oh, wow. All right. Well, thank you, Luke. Billy. Listen, Luke, we, we really appreciate you you know, coming on the show today and, and talking with us. Is there anything before we go today that you would want people to know that maybe we, we haven't talked about, anything about your father, about Unbroken, that you'd just like to affirm or put out there? Uh, well, I would just like to say that, you know, with his, uh, his nonprofit Victory Boys Camp, which was designed to help wayward youth, uh, we were going to let that go when he died, but uh, a, a few things occurred and the family decided we're going to keep it going. So Louis' only grandchild, my son, is now the CEO of Victory Boys Camp Incorporated, and uh, we're still, we're still going to keep that alive and... Uh, so, of course, if anybody wants to look us up, we're at victoryboyscamp.org. And, uh, you know, we would, we would love to, uh, to continue to affect people's lives telling our father's story. Wow. Well, great. And we will make sure that we link out to that in, uh, in our stories. So they get a chance to check the camp out and learn more about that uh, passion of your father's work. And we just appreciate you coming on today. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, thank you, Luke, very much. Billy, normally we'd end the story right now. We'd end the show right now with uh, your words of wisdom and my words of wisdom. But I'm sorry there isn't time. So we'll talk to you later.
Church Boys.